Oh, hello everybody and welcome once again to The Brink, the most Brinkalicious podcast this side of Mount Wellington as we bring you episode 19 of the reboot, the beautifully rebooted format that you do know and love and a big shout out goes all the way to the USA again. Hello to everybody from Mountain View, I know you're listening, I'm putting that shout out to you once again to message me in, say hello and tell me what the hell is with you listening to us in Mountain View because... I've never been there, and I don't know exactly why we're so big across the uh, the Pacific in that particular town. We know you're in California, we know you like listening to The Brink, and we're still waiting to hear from you. But we have a big show, as we always do every single week. We're, we're hearing from a variety of different people. We're hearing from Canadians, we're hearing from people from Sydney, we're hearing from people from Hobart, and we're also hearing from politicians, and we're also hearing classic memories that you will know and love. It's so exciting, so much happening, that I need to make a sound to make sure that we get into the next bit. It appears as though being back on the road is a thing, because as you heard last week, Melbourne was the flavour of the week. This week it's Sydney, even though it's technically only for 24 hours. Doesn't mean we're not going to do a recording. I'm sitting right now in Allianz Stadium, right next to the SCG in Sydney, and we are here to witness the Socceroos' crucial qualifying game between their traditional rivals, the United Arab Emirates. Of course, by the time you were listening to this, you would know the result. What a great win it was for the Socceroos. Um, speaking of great, it's our good friend from Survivor Oz and our good friend from Sydney, Mr. Jimmy K. You know I'm going to butcher your last name, so... How are you, Jimmy? Hey, Ben. It's great to be back. Great to be to be with you again, witnessing history in, a, in, a, in another sporting event. So. Well, I had good luck last year, didn't I, for the Sharks? So, you know, maybe will I bring luck tonight? Oh, I hope so. We need it. We need it. We need a win tonight, so we'll see how it goes. Now, I know I've talked to you about this on video with the Brink Only 6.5 and other things, but for our listeners, you, you've been to Socceroos games before. The last one you went to was, of course, Asian Cup 2015, the final. Uh, how many other... Have you been to others? Did I ask you that before? Um, that's the last Socceroos game that I went to. Is that the only one you've ever been to, though? Oh, I've been to a couple. That, that was like... Well, probably about four or five years ago now, so, yeah. And how's, how's your luck when it comes to seeing them uh, win? Uh, they've won every single time I've watched them, so... No pressure then? Yeah. Oh, hopefully I'll, I'll get the win tonight, I don't know, we'll see. Well, we should mention, um, and I hope we can hear it, we've got lots of talking and everything happening around us right now, but they've got the fuzzy hats. Sorry, I've just noticed the people with the fuzzy hats in front of us. That's what I wanted, damn it! Um... So we're in the Socceroos Active Supporter Zone. We're behind the goals. Pretty decent seats here. Um, and we've got some, they've got drums, and it looks like they're going to have instruments. And, I mean, it's soccer matches. Chanting is everything. I'm hoping that we get involved in the chants here. I mean, I don't know any Socceroos chants, do you? No, not really. I'll just go with the flow. But I was sitting with the uh, Socceroos fans at the Asian World Cup final, and they really, really go off. So wow. they're in for a good time. Well, it's... As Miller Yadinek's just been introduced to captain of the Socceroos, I, I mean, can we see Timmy Cahill yeah, there out there? Is right there? There he is. Oh, yep. Oh, look, there he is. Little Timmy. What a what a champion. And you just want to walk out there and just shake his hand. Timmy, you're a legend. Just come again our seats. Uh, I've actually, well, bumped into him at Star City Casino one time. Right. Four o'clock in the morning. I don't know what the hell he was doing there. So. Was, was he drunk? Uh, not that I could say, no. <laughs> Did you say hello to him or? No, I just let him... He walked into t- to the uh, toilet and I was walking outside. <laughs> right. I, I, so, like, over to you, Tim. Enjoy your bog. That's it. Just let him do his business. <laughs> yeah. Punch, punch those goalposts as you let a, let 
release your bodily fluids. That probably would be an inappropriate thing to say. Um, I maybe it could have sold his <laughs> on eBay. Tim Cahill's turds. Um, well, I mean, this is. I mean, in all seriousness, again, look. By the time people are listening to this, they'll know the result. But um, I mean, it's extremely crucial. Need to win it. Uh, I mean, look, you can draw it, but that just makes things incredibly difficult. You lose. I think we're basically cooked. Um, I mean, how are you feeling? You said you're nervous. Is that just the general feeling right now? Yeah, yeah, it's still nervous. Um, I'll, I'll be happy if they score an early goal, maybe hold, hold on, and then maybe even score a second goal. So, I don't know, we'll see. Well, I read today to jinx them, just like I've jinxed you by saying you've never been to a losing game. I believe the UAE have never beaten Australia. So if they lose tonight, everyone in this stadium can blame me because I've never been to a Socceroos game before. I've never been to an international soccer match before. So again, please put the blame on me. think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, we can start the hashtag blame the Tasmanian. Blame the Tasmanian. I, and I probably would not be surprised if I'm the only Tasmanian in this stadium. So, um, yeah. I mean, this is a whirlwind trip. We had a nice day today. We went out to Watson's Bay, had some pretty dodgy... I have to say, we had some fish and chips. And I'm not blaming Jimmy for this at all, because it's not Jimmy's fault. But they did not sit well with me this afternoon. I really felt a bit crook. I had my cheeseburger for dinner. I usually get a lot more from Macca's, but I'm just going, ugh, you know. I don't know if your, your calamari didn't sit well with you, but, yeah, I, I would never go back to there again. Uh, yeah, I'm still feeling a bit iffy at the moment, so. Yeah. yeah. What did you have for dinner? Oh, uh, nothing yet. Nothing. There you go, see? Feeling a bit iffy. Thanks, random whatever that place was called. Don't go there. Watson's Bay. Beautiful place, though, Watson's Bay. Um, as we established in the video, we went to the suicide capital of Sydney. So, um, that's a highlight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you can call it a highlight. I don't Didn't see anyone jump, but um, there was a boat, like, floating around the water just waiting. They were looking at us, like, don't do it, don't do it. Um, but, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, don't know what else really else to add. You, you're doing well, Jimmy? Life? Cool? Yep. Yeah, yeah, same old, same old. So, oh, my voice is going now. Oh, he's losing it already. He's doing to me what I did the NRL Grand Final last year. Uh, at least I've got a voice this time. I might not by the end of the night. But um, we, we might do some recordings throughout the night just to get some atmosphere. I think we will. It's a bit of fun. You'll see this in the Brink Unleashed 6.5 coming soon to a computer screen near you. Uh, but, yeah, thank you, Jimmy, and I'm sure we might hear from you again uh, throughout this episode. No worries. And one last thing, Ben. I'm surprised about the, the crowd tonight. They've, they've all come out to watch the Socceroos. So, yeah, I, was, I don't know, we'll probably get 35, 40,000, I guess. A lot of people coming into the stadium. Doesn't look quite full right now, but I mean, we are still half an hour from kickoff. So, indeed, great turnout. Well done, Australia. Let's, uh, those, those, I mean, again, traditional rivals, UAE, with a sordid history against them. Let's go, Socceroos. Let's go, Socceroos. <laughs> That time of the show where we bring you a live performance from the archives of the Brink Classic Live Performance. Let's head back to the year 2014 and hear from Melbourne. Melbourne, even uh, that that makes more sense if that's the name of the place. Ben, singer-songwriter Alex Watts, who performed his song Sally Don't Smile live in studio for us uh, from Melbourne. Ben, Melbourne. Here is Alex, Sally Don't Smile, Classic Live Performance here on the Brink. Sally rolls the window down, her head blows across my eyes. Road ahead looks dark and dead And I wonder what makes her smile uh-huh. 
We've been running, it seems, so long now. Since we left that little town behind, where time goes slow and people talk about each other's lives. TV flickers, truck stop, motel, a blank canvas, and white sheets. I watch the world as she gets undressed, two beds, two sets of keys. I've been waiting all my life for you, my girl. Can't let you go, girl, with my reach. But I won't be the one who disturbs her sleep. Now Sally doesn't smile, not at all. Just hold me tight to the floor. 'Cause I just wanna be the child. She says it with a smile, so she don't talk. And I won't be the one who makes her hurt no more. Those eyes once shone with delight in the summer. Race round the table in the kitchen when it come home. The edge of this corruption seeping into the freedom. What she would have done if she had known. We left that little town where people talk when you make a sound. They'd all say, "Why don't you speak?" When Sally smiles and grits her teeth, and they say that she goes, a woman of the world at twelve years old. But I won't let them be the ones who make us hurt no more. She says it with a smile, so she don't talk. But Sally does smile when Sally speaks and holds me tight, says I can't breathe. Cause she just wants to be the child. She says it with a smile, so she don't scream. And I won't be the one who makes.
First half right now, nearly halfway through. Good news for us right now, Jimmy. Australia got a goal. How are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, yeah it's been good. Um, great, great goal by the Socceroos. Early, great early goal. So it's settled the nerves down. So hopefully we can jag another one in this half. Where yeah, you can hear the, the fans around us. It's uh, literally the Socceroos. So we had the goal at the other end. We're at the UAE end right now. So I've already called it. I said, like, you want just one more. I mean, I want, like, five more. But, I mean, a Timmy Cahill goal up this end, come on second half, see him do the whole punching on the... I mean, that'd be pretty special. Yeah, he's one of Australia's heroes. So it'll be great to see him get a goal. Well, it's still early days, 22 minutes in. We'll check in at another point. Uh, Where are the UAE fans, Ben? I can't see them. Uh, there's, I think, one over there, one over there. Uh, I'm a bit worried about this guy. He's about to get the ball. No, he's just missed it. I'm calling him Red Foo. He's got a massive mop on his head for UAE. He's a pretty decent player. And, um, sideshow Bob. Yes, I'm a sideshow Bob. Take your pick. But uh, he's the one that scares me. I think he's going to do some damage, so we're going to keep an eye out for him. But, yeah, 22 minutes in. It's looking good at the moment. But, again, we're not going to jinx it. Let's go Socceroos. That time of the show to play this introduction... Flashing it back, we're going back to the year 2015, not that long ago, to be honest. But uh, long-term listeners to the show would know our obsession with the legend that is Kevin Bacon. Absolute icon of the world. I'm not even going to say of Hollywood, just the world. And we we kind of had a bit of a religious theme with Kevin. We actually had a photo of him in our studio that uh, we often would look up to to get guidance, to give us a good show. And we thought we would bring this a uh, little bit further along by providing some real true facts about the man that is Kevin Bacon. So this is Dakota and myself back in 2015 providing you, the listener, with some facts about Kevin Bacon. <laughs> you know what we need to do? You know all the Chuck Norris facts? Yeah. Change them to Kevin Bacon facts. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah. Stuff Chuck Norris. Like, good on yes. him. But, like, you know, I like the Jack Bow facts, but I think we need to start Kevin Bacon Kevin facts. Kevin Bacon facts. Like, Chuck Norris facts are so 2006. Uh, yeah. um, exactly. If you first you don't succeed, you're not Kevin Bacon. Yep. Kevin Bacon named his parents. There is no last page for Kevin Bacon facts. Kevin Bacon can blow bubbles with beef jerky. <laughs> Kevin Bacon takes his temperature using a Geiger counter. Chuck, no, I mean, Kevin Bacon has no... You moved the thing and I can't read it now. Get what? Kevin Bacon has no doors in his house, just walls he walks in through. When other children play with marbles, Kevin Bacon played with the Death Star. The Titanic didn't hit an iceberg. It hit Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon can calculate the square root... Well, hang on, I lost that one. Where is it? <laughs> yeah, there it is. Kevin Bacon can calculate the square root of a negative number. Kevin Bacon caught the gingerbread man. Kevin Bacon won the Le Mans Auto 24 <laughs> Hours race in 15 minutes. Kevin Bacon can eat water and drink food. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kevin Bacon's beard... He doesn't have one. That doesn't make sense. Uh, the expression, I am going to rip your arm off and beat you with it, started when people saw Kevin Bacon doing it. <laughs> When Kevin Bacon needs to cool down, he pours liquid nitrogen on his head rather than water. <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin Bacon once ate a sardine can full of killer whales. <laughs> um, Kevin Bacon can break a plastic bottle in a bar fight. Kevin Bacon cuts a knife with butter. 
Um, go down. <laughs> That's oh. what Kevin Bacon said. <laughs> the only <laughs> the, the only reason the Lion King is in the the only reason the Lion King that was the lion the, lion is the king of the jungle is because Kevin Bacon has no need for it. Yes, okay. Kevin Bacon owned a Blu-ray player in the sixties. <laughs> <laughs> they made the first one million dollar bill with Kevin Bacon's face on it. The phrase "It ain't over till the fat lady sings." Well, the fat lady is a nickname of Kevin Bacon's right foot. <laughs> Kevin Bacon owned. Oh wait, we did that. One. Kevin Bacon is so hard he uses diamonds as stress balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple more. This is going on a bit. Uh, Kevin Bacon created himself. Kevin Bacon could actually win on Takashi's Castle. Kevin Bacon created the Sands of Time. Kevin Bacon leaves potholes when he jogs. <laughs> Kevin Bacon doesn't need a bulletproof vest. He was born with it. And Kevin Bacon invented the question mark. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. Uh, Michael Jackson didn't bleach himself white. He saw Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Oh god, this uh, is this is a running joke. This, you're gonna get sick of this. They need to be Kevin Bacon. What are people gonna get sick of first? Kevin Bacon Bacon. or Blue by Eiffel sixty (laughs) five? Hey, whoa! Here's a thought: Kevin Bacon singing Blue by Eiffel sixty five. No, can't comprehend that. My brain doesn't compute. If I had proper like internet hacking skills, change every song on YouTube to Blue by Eiffel sixty five, and everything with Chuck Norris in it to Kevin Bacon. It's like the Rick Rolling, except it's Blue Rolling. So instead of starting off with it, you know, never going to give you up, it's choo-choo, yo, listen up. It never gets old. I can listen to that all day. They're all true. And believe me when I say there are plenty more of those and perhaps we need to bring some more of those to you uh, one day here on the podcast. We're now into the second half. 80-minute mark. Australia's just scored a second goal. It's 2-0. Jimmy... I think this is now maybe where we can park the bus. What do you think? Uh, I think one more just to just to tease the UAE players. Oh, chance oh, here. Our man Timmy Cahill's on as well. He's nearly just gotten the ball there and just missed it. Stick with this for just a few moments. But I've been lucky. I've got both goals on camera. So they'll look good in the film. Both times I've tried to pan around us. Both times I've managed to get you and I don't exist. Zoom in, but whatever. We're in the definitely well-supported area. People are going to have some uh, limited voices tomorrow with the work workplaces tomorrow if they've got hangovers. Hang on. Who's coming on? Uh, Robbie Cruz is coming on. Robbie Cruz is coming on. Number 22 for the Socceroos is off. Let's give him a round of applause. He's Robbie Cruz. Listen to this. Popular man. You think they're going for a defensive mindset now? Oh, no, I just want them to score one more. <laughs> one more. Yeah, it's still, you know, it's a bit more comforting now, but it's still, I think I'm with Jimmy. We're a bit greedy here in Australia. We just always want one more. And we don't want, oh, God, Red Foo's got the ball now for you. Oh, he's down. Oh, he's milking that one. Oh, he's going to get a cut. Oh, bullshit. Come on. Boo. Doing this all game, this guy. Come on, get up. The referee's finally realised he's got cards in his pocket. He gave a UAE player one about two minutes ago, and now an Australian's got one. And it's all down to this bloody red foo mophead from UAE. Is that politically correct? Ah, uh, yeah. And he's got a head. Sideshow Bob. I mean, it's a head. It looks like a mop. I mean, nothing about his appearance or his race. Just making sure that we're adhering to the supporter code of conduct. This has been fun. We might we might come back in uh, after the game. We could do a video as well. 
just want to leave this just yet in case I want Ludwig to go to goal on microphone. There's, it, no one, there's no one here. No one there. Chance over. We can get one across. So, Robbie Cruz. Oh, lovely pass. This could be it. Cahill's in the middle. Oh, damn it. Could have been a bit of live commentary there. Sadly. Oh, and down goes Mophead again. Yeah, come on. Get him. 27,328 people are here tonight. There you go. There's the attendance. We'll see if we can uh, chat a little bit more after the match and hopefully we can hold on for the remaining seven minutes. Now, of course, people would be familiar that outside of the brink, we've sort of returned to Edge Radio with another show called High Noon, which airs Fridays between 12 and 2 p.m. on Hobart's Edge Radio 99.3 FM. Now, this coming Friday, at least at the time of this episode... We have Andrew Wilkie, federal member for Denison, independent member for the seat of Denison, which of course is the electorate that Hobart and Greater Hobart sits in on the Australian political spectrum. Now, a uh, long interview with Andrew that we will play on that show this week, but given that Andrew was a long-time uh, friend of the brink, we thought we'd play a bit of a snippet for you of that interview on this episode. Now, this is Andrew talking about the prospective A-League bid for Tasmania for uh, the upcoming future. Of course, the A-League is looking at expanding, adding extra teams into it, and Tasmania is right on the cusp of potentially securing a team, and Andrew Wilkie is right behind it. So let's hear that snippet right now. I'm very excited, the prospect of this A-League bid that is really yep. gathering momentum out there. It looks like it's, it's, it's we're up there in terms of, I think only about three or four people have officially lodged a bid mm. for this expansion. I know you're you're very much behind it. I mean, how big would this be for Tasmania? Because, I mean, we obviously are starved of national sporting uh, league. You know, we're not, we're only out yep. there really in the big bash and the cricket. How big would this be for the state? Ben, this would be huge. This would be as big as you could hope for and maybe even bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly the way the AFL's treated us. You know, I, I, I can't see any good reason why Tasmania doesn't have an AFL team. Well, uh, I tell you what, we've got a red-hot chance of this. The proponents, uh, I've only met one of them, Robert Beltecki, but, he, but he's, a, he's a smart operator. He's, he's been involved in uh, football on the mainland at, at very senior uh, ownership and um, levels. Um, he's got the money, he's got the know-how, and he's got a really good plan, and his partners um, uh, similarly you know, very impressive people. I don't think there's any doubt that of all of the um, uh, possibilities for a new team, of all of the proposals that are on the table or likely to go on the table, this is without doubt the strongest proposal. And if it's a merit-based system or merit-based process to select where one or two extra teams come from, I think they're looking at two extra teams, I'm not sure, mm. at least one, um, you know, I think we'd get it. Uh, we, it is being a bit tripped up, though, by the... Uh, the turmoil within uh, the A-League and, and the restructuring and talk of restructuring more broadly, which I think is delaying things. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that doesn't delay this too much. I mean, the proponents for a, for a Tasmanian A-League team, you know, they're ready to field a team this season. Wow. That's my understanding. Wow. Uh, but it's hard to see that happening now because it's sort of time's getting away from us. Um, I, I think it, it'd, it'd be wonderful for the community. It'd really rally the community. Um, it's a great, it's a great code. Mm. It's the it's the winner code my two little girls play, and they love it. You know, it's a good code. It was for a very long time. I don't know if it's still the case. It was what the most played junior sport in in the nation in terms something of something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and, it, and it's a good code. You know, it's a, it's a good game. It's good to watch. 
And international exposure too. I mean, as much as we love the AFL, I mean, it's, it's our national sport, of course, we would love to see a Tassie team in that. But, I mean, if you look at, if say, we get a team and there was success down the line, I mean, you know, there's the ability then to play across in Asia, of course, in the, the Asian Champions League. And then if you're successful there, you know, the, the internet, I mean, there could yeah. be a day that one day Tasmania United or whatever we call could be yeah. playing up against, you know, Manchester United or Real Madrid and people like, teams like this. And yeah, yeah, yeah. that exposure, I think, is a, is a hundred times more so than we'd ever get through the AFL. Look, I, I understand that one of the possibilities uh, for an extra team is actually a team out of Indonesia. Mm. You know, with this current round of expansion. Now, mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard you know, any details of that, but some people talk about that as a possibility. You know, once, once we get that sort of, um, um, uh, well, you know, that range of teams, what a great thing to be part of. And, and look, what about the, the, the people, the tourists it'll bring? Exactly. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on here, and it would even it would it would make football the, the first genuinely uh, national code, mm. code. And, it, and we look, we're, we're fingers crossed, everything crossed for this because this is this is massive. I mean, I, I, I sort of had always been in the pipeline, but I was away when it started. Really, this new one started really coming across, yeah. and it's just, I mean, it, it gets me excited, Andrew. I've been born and raised, lived here my entire life, and. That national exposure. I mean, I've recently started going to the Chargers games, doing some Spruikers work there, and I remember going to the Hobart Devils games. You know, back when we were in the NBL. So like yeah. that national exposure that we used yeah. to have, and it's kind of lost. So I, I, mean, I think one of the one of the real strengths of this, which doesn't get a lot of commentary, and I and I hope people you know, at uh, in the federation are paying attention to this, is the way it can grow the audience. Mm-hmm. See, that apparently is one of the biggest uh, criteria for who gets the next. The, the new teams and I think if they just keep splitting the market in Sydney and Melbourne where there's already multiple teams I mean the the football following audience there TV audience it's only so big um, and they're not going to they're not going to grow up beyond that so as they add more teams they just split they just split the tribe into smaller and smaller sub tribes whereas you put in a team here for a start it's a heart it's a catchment of a half a million people um, and it's something new which might grow the national audience and and elsewhere, so I, I actually think it's the strongest proposal from a football, uh, well, from a TV coverage, and for the rights for that TV coverage goes. And we will we will keep an eye on it so closely, Andrew, because we're really hoping that this this happens. And if you want to hear the full interview with Andrew Wilkie, including hearing some very interesting answers to some very interesting questions, called our hundred and forty, you can hear that, of course, Friday, twelve to two p.m. on Edge Radio ninety nine point three FM, or you can, of course, find. The High Noon, uh, the podcast itself, also on iTunes. Near where generally, if you see the brink, you'll see High Noon as well. Time for everybody's favourite sixteen-year-old stuck at a door. It's Dakota Leary. Hello, Dakota. Hello. Have I aged a year since we last spoke? What are you? Fifteen, sixteen, fifteen? I always forget. Fifteen, right? You, you said sixteen. Yeah. Then, like. I'm meant to be. I'm meant to be fifteen. Yeah, that's but awkward. For some reason, I'm eighteen. But anyway. Well, fifteen. That's what Thanks. I. What I meant to say. Cross, cross over that. Well, I mean, you know, again, if I could 18. have been bothered, we could have just said cut and let's do that again because this is pre-recorded. But you know, I can't be bothered, so um, <laughs> we just leave it in. <laughs> oh, it's. I mean, it's a bit funny if you mess it up anyway, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's yeah. life, Dakota. You it's, know, it's not perfect. Yeah. There's no edit button on life, is there? Hmm. Yeah, but it's with life. It's not really funnier if you mess it up. It's shit if you mess it up, to be honest. That's that's true. Very philosophical, there, Dakota. 
Yeah, what I am doing an arts degree, aren't I? So. Well, not yet. You haven't started it, so... Yeah, but that's, <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to be doing it. Whatever, same difference. Well, okay, then. One day I'm going to be doing Natalie Portman. Can I just simply say that, then? <laughs> but are you, though? Like, I have confidence have in myself. Ex- have you got the acceptance letter from Natalie Portman saying, <laughs> yes, you can fuck me? <laughs> How did you know I wrote that letter? Uh, <laughs> Dear Natalie Portman, can I fuck you? Sincerely, Ben Waterworth. Yes, I got one in the mail today. Dear Ben Waterworth, yes, you can fuck me, despite the fact that I'm married and just had my second child. Sincerely, Natalie Portman. Uh, That's a pretty good effort. Good on you. This segment right. went downhill pretty quickly. I might try writing one to Jennifer Lawrence. I thought you were over her. I thought you'd moved on. Ah, uh, look... I never get over Jennifer Lawrence. No. It's just, She's your one Yeah, like, I can say that I am, but in reality, <laughs> I just never will be. You still, your homepage is still the fappening. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I've had that, I've had that bookmarked for four years. <laughs> Waiting for the, the fresh wave of fappening pictures to get leaked. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, anyway, outside of wanting to have sex with celebrities, uh, how's your week been, Dakota? <laughs> Um, oh, it's just started, hasn't it? Well, it hasn't, I haven't been up, haven't been up to much really, no. like at all. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Like nothing. It's a pretty yeah. interesting segment, this isn't it? When you don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need to like do something really cool. Like I don't know. <laughs> well, we're going to be doing getting angry soon, so that's something that you that's your highlight of the week. Clearly, you just yeah. Like... But if I haven't done anything, there's not really anything for me to get angry about, is there? Oh, we always find things to get angry. I'm going to have to Google it. What can I get angry about? <laughs> What do you literally Google? What can I get angry about? Is that is that like legitimately what comes what up? You, what comes up when you Google that? Um, oh, I'm gonna look. Hold on, <laughs> let, me, let me find out. You think, um, think we'd plan this, but uh... <laughs> what can I get angry about? This is brilliant podcasting. This is this is award winning stuff right now. <laughs> I should have All included right, this in my go. Natalie Portman letter. She definitely would have wanted to fuck me. Okay, why do people get angry? <laughs> oh, it's just, why do we get angry? Oh, here we go, 20 things to do. Oh, 20 things to do when you feel extremely angry. 20, thing, 20 things to do when you're feeling angry with something. Um, you know what makes me angry? Hang on, again? hang on, we haven't played the introduction yet. You can't get angry yet, all right? Oh, uh, well, all right. <laughs> that, can, that can make you angry. There you go. That There's something you can get angry about. Uh, uh, do you want to get to it now? Yeah, you, is what you're saying to me? It, you're saying to me right now, get to it now, Ben. Yes. All right, yes, hang on a second. It. Let me press a button. Ben and Dakota get angry. Ah! Ow, there goes the glass in our heads. You can start. Off you go. You know what makes me angry, Ben? What? You know what makes me angry, Ben? What? When I search for what can I, what can I get angry about, and it just tells me why I'm getting angry about the stuff. You know what that makes me I angry, get angry Dakota? About. What? The fact that I didn't play the introduction earlier and you probably should have gotten angry before, but for some reason I just kept it up with tradition and even though it doesn't really matter, so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anything else makes you angry? Because I'm not angry. Oh, come on, make stuff up. I've got plenty of stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, as the... You know what makes me angry? The fact that Dakota what? can't get angry about stuff, even though he's got to make it up on the spot. Just get angry. Um, um, <laughs> Uh, make make me angry. <laughs> you know what makes me angry? He's not even reacting now. He's too busy Googling. Well, this thing was dying. This is Ben and Dakota kind of get angry, but Dakota ignores. Top ten things that make you angry. Here we go. All right, okay. Can I, can I finish mine that I just started, or do you want to interrupt? Go for it. All right. <clears throat> you know what makes me angry? What? Josh Thomas. 
He's not funny. We haven't brought him up in like three years. And I felt the need to bring him up again because this is his sole segment. Josh Thomas, you're not funny. I totally forgot about Josh Thomas. <laughs> so did everyone else because we don't yeah. give a shit about him. We, you're welcome, You know Australia. what makes me angry? What? My internet's shit and it's not loading. You know what makes me angry? What? Rude people at McDonald's. I lined up to get a McDonald's breakfast roll thing at the Sydney airport and this bitch jumped in front of me and didn't even say sorry and so I took a photo of her and I shamed her on Twitter. Because <laughs> I've got no balls and I can't stand up to her in person. Yeah, you should have done one of those videos. It's like, oh, this woman, like, you should have filmed them. This woman, like, jumped for the line. She should apologise. What do you have to say for yourself, woman? And she was like, oh, you bloody sexist. And then, like, you came in like, I'm not a sexist, you're a sexist. You jumped in front of me, I didn't jump in front of you, you idiot. And she was like, no, you're sexist, shut up. Because that's how it works. It's an exact recreation. I felt like I was back in the Sydney airport. Oh, shit, all right. Um, there you go, then. Are you getting angry still, or...? Um, I'm just not an angry person This is the worst segment of this ever. I've actually come in with this in preparation, and you've got nothing. Well, I I need stuff. I don't have anything that makes me angry. You know what makes me angry? What? Hotels in Melbourne that have smoke alarms that beep in the middle of the night, and then when I go to reception to warn them that the smoke battery alarm thing's dying, they simply say, oh, you should remove the battery. But the smoke alarm's fucking sealed up. I can't open it, and that's a health hazard. What if I burnt it in the middle of the night? I couldn't sooner because I'd be dead. Fuck you, Melbourne Hotel. That's actually quite annoying. All right. Oh, and hang on. I've got another one. That makes me angry. I've got another one. You know what makes me angry? Sydney hotels. I stayed in this Sydney hotel and they've got this weird bathroom thing that they're like, oh, don't shower with the door open. The steam will set the alarm off and we'll charge you $1,500. And then the fucking light didn't work in the bathroom, so I couldn't shower in pitch black. So I told reception and the guy's like, oh, yeah, we'll get it fixed. I checked out the next morning, still hadn't been fixed. But I suppose that's what you get when you book budget hotels. I didn't pay for it. My friend got it for me for free. Oh, well, I suppose that's what you get, isn't it? It was a decent hotel. I mean, it was fine. It was right next to 24-hour Krispy Kreme and McDonald's. And, and actually, that's on that, good. on that, I'm just going to say, on you know that. what makes me happy? Whoa. I know, right? What? I'm never happy. This what? is a weird thing. What? The prospect of McDonald's delivery in Sydney, you can get McDonald's delivered to your house. That is the best thing ever. You know what makes me angry, what? Ben? That they don't have it here. Yes, there you go. There's something for you to get angry about. You know what else makes me angry? <laughs> what? We don't have Krispy Kremes here. I know. They Didn't they bring it down here for, like, some trial or something like that? And then they... They were meant to get it in Launceston. Oh, well, I mean, they need stuff in Launceston. What the fuck happened to that? There. I don't know what happened to that. It's gone. <laughs> um, Only the same could be said for Launceston. Our, our, do we still get bananas? If, like, has a cyclone taken our bananas? Do we still get bananas? bananas? <laughs> yeah. that question? <laughs> Um, that's what I was going to get angry about. Yeah, look, I, I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell you. Facts right first. I don't think we've had the cleanup yet. I mean, again, lovely concern in Tasmania. We don't care about the people dying. It's all about will we have to pay more for bananas? So, you know what makes me angry? What? People that don't care for people who are dying in cyclones, and all they care about is bananas. There are people dying in a cyclone. People, get your priorities straight. There's people dying in a war at the moment in the Middle East. Which really one? Cares about that? Many of I, them. I care about it. We all care. It's quite a few of them. We're human beings, yeah. Dakota. You know what makes me angry? What? People don't care angry? enough about the wars in the Middle East. Care about them more. They're people too. Pe- people don't care about much, to be honest. Yeah, well, they don't care about Just us. themselves. 
We're about, we're about to get ready for the stuff school. Let's not do that. I don't that. care about myself, you know. I had more oh, okay. I had more McDonald's and fucking fat food in the last week than I probably have in my life, so clearly I, I mean, don't care about my health. I eat that all the time. And you're, you're a skinny little bastard, so fuck you. I don't know why. I should be, like, dead. <laughs> you know what makes like, me angry? The stuff I eat. What? <laughs> little shits like you can eat whatever you want and you're the size of a twig. It's going to catch up with that you one day. I hope you know that. Too. One day you're going to become fat too. and I'm going to laugh. Yeah, that'll teach me a lesson because <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm just here. Like I've been, a, I've been like the same weight forever. <laughs> forever. So you were the current was... weight of you yourself when you were born. Yeah, I was born sixty kilograms. <laughs> I yeah. feel sorry for your mum pushing a sixty kilogram baby out. Like, wow. Oh, you've got you've got no idea. <laughs> You, no, hang on a minute. Back up. 60 I was kilograms. There, mate. Are you seriously 60 kilograms? Yeah. No one makes I'm me angry. You being 60 what? kilograms. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's like half I can't, my I can't weight. Help it. I'm trying to get more fatter. Take some I? of mine. But it's not working. Well, if when that comes around, when we actually invent that thing that it can do that, I'll happily take your fat. Who would invent that? He's honestly going to invent the prospect of. Oh, see that really fat guy over there? I want his fat. Can you give it to me? Like, in what universe be... is that a thing? Well, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of people that... See that person over there with cancer? Too skinny. Can I have some of his cancer, please? Like, I that's, really want some. That's a completely different thing Obesity is a sickness? Yeah, but... It... Yeah, but what, Dakota? Cancer. Mm, drop mic. I... I won that argument, bitch. Yeah, okay, fair point. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you got me there. This segment you know is what makes me angry, oh, well, shit, Yes, no, tell me, please, tell me, yes. I think I've done this before on the brink, but, like, everyone's like, oh, cancer kills people. Lots of stuff kills people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lots of things kill people. So, so many things kill so, people. So you're saying instead of having, like, the Cancer Foundation and these things, we should just have the Death Foundation, like, stop death? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, we don't want to stop, stop death. Okay, stop putting all the focus on cancer because so many things kill people. Like what else? It's Dakota? like with like it's like with like gay rights stuff where it's all like oh well <laughs> like look gay people and like you know if you just kind of stop fucking talking about it, everyone's sick of it. <laughs> this turned into a different direction. Did it's... you just compare like gay to cancer? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> No, not exact. That's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, I had to censor a bit that Josh said last week because of his was being inappropriate. I'm be worried I have to press that button all of a sudden, the technical difficulty music button. <laughs> oh, is there a, te- is there a technical? Oh, there's Josh a technical difficulty say? button. Trust me, there, I mean we use that a lot in Survivor Oz. So um, I want to know what Josh said. Uh, he told a joke. Um, oh yeah. Do you want to hear it? I do. Okay. Um, well, the joke that you didn't hear last week is. <laughs> Technical issues, please stand by. 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 Yeah. 
technical issues. Please stand by. <laughs> yeah, you can see okay. why that was not played. Uh, cool. <laughs> um, no one heard that anyway. Okay. Uh, That's interesting. <laughs> I'm done with getting angry. I, I've lost it. This, that uh, was like, um, ben gets angry and Dakota just pretends you're looking around your room. Okay. To get angry about. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? I have did th- have something before, but I replaced it with something else. Why would you yeah. have things in your room that make you angry? That that's a bit stupid. I don't know. I don't know. Your room just so I can get a. Get all my anger out of me, like, before I leave the house. Do you have posters on your wall? I do. What, what's on your wall? What posters do you have? I've got uh, a Volkswagen combi poster. Why? I've got several David... Because uh, cause fuck you, that's why. I've got <laughs> several David Bowie posters. Um, I have a um, Holden... Uh, racing team V8 supercar poster. Yep. Um, I have a coffee poster. Okay, I shouldn't have asked. Um, I don't want the whole thing. But like, I'd love you to get pulled over by the police. Why were you speeding? Because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> I've got a Beethoven poster. You have a Beethoven a, poster? Yeah. Who has a Beethoven yeah. poster on their wall? Me. As in, like, are, col- are you talking about the composer or, like, the dog? Um... The composer. Right, okay, so not like the 90s yeah. movie. Have you have you ever seen that movie, Beethoven? I have seen it. I have seen it's it. It's a good movie, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's a pretty good movie. I've got a couple, I've got a couple of Formula 1 posters. What Formula 1 posters? What, who's on them? Uh, I've got Monaco 1957. Yep. Like, the poster. Um, we've got... <laughs> I thought you had the whole race um, on your wall. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got... Um, uh, Spit it out, Australian come on. Grand, Australian Grand Prix 86. Yep. I've got a Le Mans poster. Okay. Uh, what colours? Carl are, Barron poster. What Carl Barron? Okay. What colours are the wall? Yeah. Are your walls in your room? Can you see the walls? You've got uh, so many fucking posters. There's yellow, and then there's um, there's like there's like three walls are yellow, and then there's one wall that's like a beigeish, um, <laughs> a beigeish wallpaper type thing. Make the most. There. Make the most of those days when you can get away of having posters in the wall. You know, now that I'm thirty, I don't think it's quite appropriate for me to have. No, you know posters on my wall, but um, I might just get. What age do you stop putting posters on your wall? I'd probably say twenty, twenty-one. I've only got two more years. You've got like seven years to go. You've got ages. So like, (laughs) I'll turn, I'll turn like twenty. Then all the posters just yeah. The the international poster police (laughs) knock on your door. They're like, sir, posters down, please. You're too old for that shit. Otherwise, you go to jail. And then you know what you say? (laughs) You want to know why? Because fuck you. That's why. I will say that. Uh, Dakota, this is always fun. I think, I mean, you got anything else to talk about? Anything else? It's occasionally fun. Occasionally fun? Well, why do you do this? not always. You don't have to do this. Well, fuck you. Do what I want. (laughs) The only reason you like doing this is because you enjoy, (laughs) you enjoy swearing. You know you can't swear on high noon when Friday's 12 to 2 p.m. (laughs) on Edge Radio and Hobart. Uh, (laughs) you, you know that you can't get away with saying fuck shit balls and other words, but yeah. I can't. I can't. I say balls on. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you say balls. High noon. <laughs> I mean, don't say lick my balls. I mean, that's probably a bit inappropriate. Oh. But you know, next episode of High Noon, I'm going to say balls, and I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> well, I swore the other week, so you know, whatever. Dakota, what did you say? I said shit. 
Do you know? Oh. Shit, 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 shit. Shit, 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 What, like, fuck? Okay, let's, let's, okay, let's stop. Okay, let's stop. We're done here. We're done here. See ya. Another brink, another time to speak to our next person as we speak most weeks. It's Paul Luttrell. Paul, welcome back to the program. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's uh, Trump clock, apparently. That's what we always find ourselves <laughs> talking about. And I just, I just mentioned to you off air. I haven't really paid too much attention to what he's been up to this week. Um, I mean, what's what's been going on? Enlighten us on the the Trumpness that has been the last seven odd days. Yeah, well, his healthcare plan bill failed. I guess Again. it's uh, got no support at all, and now he's uh, turned his attention onto internet privacy, and uh, he's the. Congress just passed a law to they're going to sell off um, people's web browser history right. to uh, the highest bidder. And, and why would people want to buy web browser history? I guess companies, big companies want it so that they know how to, they can basically zoom in and target their advertising, mm-hmm. tailor it to people based on their web browser history. All it's going to end up doing is just going to, people will be, are going to be sold porn <laughs> But don't, don't, don't Google and Facebook already kind of do that? Because, you know, when you, like, go to Google or Facebook and it's kind of like they sort of know what you search for so you kind of get those tailored ads to you anyway? Yeah, I guess so. I think this just opens it up to every company now. So Facebook was probably just based on people's searches within Facebook and Google was based on people's searches within Google, whereas this is now sold to... Um, yeah, anyone. So basically, basically we're going to get spammed a lot more, really, is what this is saying. Yeah. Okay, great. This Thanks, Trump. And I, people just have to be wary of what they're searching a little <laughs> bit more as well. That's so I need to start Googling fluffy little kittens as opposed to buxom, huge-titted Russians. Uh, yes, yes. I probably want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it depends on the day of the week, really. I mean, is, well, yeah. what does he have to clear this again? Like, does he have to go around? No, it's passed. It's passed. It's, it's passed. done. It's there. And I don't see how because I don't see how anyone in their right mind would want other people to know what their search history is. But, but what what does Trump achieve? Is this giving money basically to the U.S. government? Is that the end game? I mean, what? Yeah, I guess. I guess the companies are now. Basically, they're going to make more money off of them. big companies, big corporations, which means more tax revenue. That's probably it. But for everyone else, apart from those companies and the, the government, uh, it's pretty shit. So, so why, so why is this not like? Where's the protests at internet server headquarters, like they had at the airports? Like, I mean, I, you can't really compare them both. They're both horrible. But like, I mean, I, you know, this is this is kind of ridiculous. They're basically selling your your private things that you search for. Yeah, exactly. And I think that. You know, people get distracted by everything else that happens and they don't realise that, yep, they've just put this bill on the floor and the bill passed because the Republicans basically have the majority in the Congress, the upper and lower houses. So That is crazy. Yeah. That is that is that is ridiculous. Um I don't even know what to say. Is that just that's just let's just focus in America, right? Or is this gonna have Yeah, it's just America. Okay. So we don't have to panic too much. Don't let's not panic too much. But <laughs> catch on. Right. So well those things I was Googling last night, I'm fine. Okay, cool. Thanks. Malcolm, if you're listening, don't do the what Donald did. Um, I saw a, I saw a, an article about him actually. I didn't read, I just read the headline, you know, cool, I'm that, that type of person. But uh, about him the amount of days he's been playing golf and he used to go off at yeah. Obama for playing golf, but Trump, who we I know talked about the other the fact that he's always in Florida, but now he's always playing golf. So why yeah, is he doing this? Taking a leaf out of uh, George W's playbook, I think. There, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's strange that he's just decided that yeah, I'm 
you're into office, a lot of things to get done, but hell, I'm just going to go and play golf. This is the this is the uh, basically the uh, the profile of the procrastinator. <laughs> I always somehow find time to do everything else when I've got something else on. Mm-hmm. This is when when you've got really super busy with study or whatever it is. That's the perfect time that you can always find. You know, yep. I can oh, I might clean up the house. Yep. Somehow that always manages to. Uh, that's, that's a good point. So he's oh, I've just got to run a country. Oh, but stuff it. I've got eighteen holes down to play in Florida. I might go down there instead. Yeah, it's always more appealing, I guess. Yeah, uh, the, well, actually, another thing I, I, I told you, oh, I didn't see anything about him. But I actually apparently did see a few things. I know he met with the Danish Prime Minister, um, the great Lars Lokke Rasmussen. Um, now, we're used to seeing his headlines of, you know, him holding hands with Theresa May, Justin Trudeau, like, shirt-fronting him and refusing to shake hands with Angela Merkel. But where's the headlines about the day? Like, are these two buddies? Yeah. I mean, is the Danish Prime Minister Trump in waiting? I mean, what's going on there? Yeah, I'm not sure, because I haven't actually heard anything about it. Maybe there just wasn't any kind of controversy or, or whatever, but I can't see the Danish uh, Prime Minister and Trump really... Having uh, similar ideologies at all, I think that it's a very different country in Denmark than the USA. So there would there would be some kind of clash there that the the media could um, I don't know prop up a little bit. Well, he seems to be like he's meeting lots of world leaders, isn't he? In his first couple of yeah. months, and, and the difference is though, has he actually gone overseas yet? <laughs> yes. I don't think he has. I don't think Trump's actually has he ever been out of the United States. <laughs> we well, came to Australia once, didn't he? But like, I, this is the interesting thing. Like, you usually see like these world leaders going around, like, oh, here's you know Barack Obama in the UK meeting up with the UK Prime Minister. But like every single one of these opportunities, it's in the same room, it's in the same chairs, and I'm like, is he just ticking them off the list? Okay, I've met with the Prime Minister of Denmark this week. Next week it's Germany again. Oh, not her. So let's go to Saudi Arabia. Like, I mean, he just he doesn't want to leave. Yeah. He seems like he's just kind of sitting up there in his little ivory tower and he's got his little minions running around, <laughs> the, the all yes men and telling him he's great and everything. And then he pops off to play a bit of golf and that's kind of it. He's in his own little world, his own little bubble there. I think I, think I did read something that um, there's some big memorial happening in New York to do with a, a conflict or something that involves Australia and the US. And it's I don't know if it's in April, May. It's, it's coming soon. So Turnbull apparently is going there and they're saying, this is going to be the first chance that Turnbull and Trump will get to meet. And I mean, I'm looking forward to that because like, look, Trump's Trump, Turnbull's Turnbull, you know, Turnbull's got a bit of charm about him. You know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's how he is. But, like, yeah. how is that going to go? Like, we all know about that phone call. So, like, that is just going to be an interesting yeah. meeting. Yeah, I think the difference is, I mean, while you not you might not agree with lots of Malcolm Turnbull's uh, policies and whatever, still seems like a pretty switched on guy yeah, yeah. and it seems like you could have a decent conversation with him. He's a pretty uh, stable person, whereas Trump is just a mess. Yes. And he kind of just seems like a spoiled brat that if you said something that he didn't agree with or, um, I don't know, he, he took it as a criticism or something like that. He would just spit the dummy, whereas I think Turnbull's a little bit more mature than that. I can't wait. Is it APEC they have every year where they go to those countries and they wear the uh, the, the country's like traditional attire? Um, so I can't wait for that. Usually, I think it's the end of the year. So Trump, I don't know where it is this year. I should really Google that up. But, you know, if it's in like China or something like that, Trump wearing traditional Chinese attire and that awkward photo that they always do. Um, you know, I mean, when, when is our first summit? We get to see Trump hanging out with all these guys, you know, just mysteriously getting very, very close to Vladimir Putin, no doubt, in the background. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
Oh, 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 kissing is... Uh, it's in Vietnam. Like, oh, it's in Vietnam, Paul. There we go. <laughs> yes. That's going to be a photo opportunity. Uh, Could be a bit awkward for uh, the president to step into Vietnam. Well, I'm seeing here, uh, got here, attendees. This will be the first APEC meeting for New Zealand Prime Minister Bill English, who I guess, we did we know that they had a new Prime Minister? And the United States President Donald Trump, since their inaugurations. Actually, I did know they had, I know that John Key stepped down, but I didn't realise who their new Prime Minister was. So, uh, hello to all our New Zealand friends. I've just looked him up here. 39th Prime Minister of New Zealand. Do, do you know much about uh, Bill English, the new Prime Minister of New Zealand? Not at all. New Zealand is a very inoffensive country. <laughs> I think that even their super, I could imagine their super right wing kind of factions still being far more moderate than most left-wing factions in anywhere else. Well, if you look at a picture of Bill English, he just looks like a stereotypical politician. Like, you just... If you yeah. saw a photo of him, you'd just, like, guess his job, politician. <laughs> so yeah. just Billy English. Billy, good old Bully English, as I'm sure he's uh, introduced to New Zealand Parliament. Um, just also quickly, off topics of world leaders and politicians, you were just telling me off-air about you... Uh, we're in a cross-country race. I'm always intrigued to hear about your running, uh, Paul, and as somebody who's not fit and good at running. <laughs> how did you... Tell our listeners, how did you go? Today, at the time of recording this, it's a Saturday. You competed today, and uh, you sounded yeah. like you did pretty well, but you weren't necessarily that happy with your result. Um, oh, it was okay. I finished, I finished seventh, um, and the... Points, individual points, um, count for the first six placings. So it's just outside the the points. There's kind of a cumulative thing across the season, which runs from today, which is the first the first run of the season, um, up until September. And yeah, it's pretty much every week, every Saturday. Um, there'll be a few weeks where there's it's not point scoring and stuff like that because there's generally fun runs and things on Sundays, so they account for that. Um, but yeah, it's just good fun to uh, have. I like cross country because it's it's a little bit more laid back than running on the track or even running in big road races or fun runs. Even I think that this kind of cross country, you're not too worried about times as much. It's more about just trying to race against other people, and you usually get a pretty good turnout. There's a fair bit of depth there, so you know you can usually sit in a bit of a pack and stuff like that and try and outkick people at the end and stuff. So it's, it's just a bit of fun. And how many kilometres was this event today? It was only, it was only 3.7K, so right. it's, not, it's, it's not really... The distance doesn't really test you. It's just having a, a f- trying to run fast, I guess. Is it over. the terrain as well, given it's cross-country? Yeah. yeah, today was... It wasn't too bad today. I mean, it was, it was a little bit slower than the road just because it was on the beach. Then we had to go a couple of patches where we had to go over soft sand. And there was even a point where... We had to kind of go downstairs, which got a bit dicey. Right. Um, um, but yeah, and there's a, a few hills and stuff like that. But it wasn't. It, I wouldn't say today was traditional cross country, like the English have their cross country, <laughs> which is usually just in a cow paddock <laughs> and you know up to your knees in mud. Right. So none of that traditional mud cow stuff going on at Bill Reef Beach, basically. <laughs> when, yeah. When's the when's the next one, and where is it? Uh, next week is at Five Mile Beach. And it's uh, it's through the pine forest down there, and there's some really really soft sandy sections, which uh, yeah, it's it's if you're hurting running through there, you'll you'll blow up pretty quick wow. in the soft sand because you can't stay in a rhythm. You kind of just you know 
trying to pick your legs up to get through this really super soft sand. And will, and will you do you go to the course like in the days in the lead up to to run it to practice it, or do you uh, just wait to the day? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go to the course and do that. I, I just I train throughout the week doing like my my usual routine, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, uh, over winter I would generally try and focus more on running on trails and things like that. And so I would usually get like good at, at running on uneven surfaces and up and down hills and stuff. Wow, you're putting me to shame. All I do is run on a treadmill a couple of days a week. So, um... oh, it's, it's better than most. <laughs> I need to do it more. Paul, thank you. Good luck with it next week, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you and we'll find out how you went and uh, keep an eye on all things to do with uh, Trump and our new favourite politician, Bill English, over there in New Zealand. Billy English, yep. <laughs> All right. See you then. A couple of weeks ago, we had this guy on our show because we felt the need to add a Canadian element to it. And so popular that it was in Canada and Australia that we decided to bring back. I don't know why I'm laughing. It really was popular because Canadians love this guy. It is Colin Hilding, direct from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Colin, welcome back to The Brink. I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean... Our prime minister is so big over there that any Canadian has it made instantly. And our, our listenership in LaSalle, Canada, <laughs> must be directly attributed to me. Your hometown, where, where you're from. Yeah. <laughs> you are from Eric LaSalle. Um, so <laughs> that, uh, that is where you're from. You haven't jumped the border this week? You haven't snuck over to the US or the other way around? I mean, you still got those Americans coming into Canada? Yeah, they're still coming. I mean, it's warming up now, so <laughs> there's probably going to be a lot more of them. Yeah, they're just going to survive. We, we want to talk about this week, though. I mean, how can we have a Canadian segment on the brink? That's Are we the only Australian radio show or podcast who have a Canadian segment? Probably. But um, ice hockey, hockey, as you guys call it. We call it ice hockey because we have hockeys on the field, but you're Canadian, so it's on ice. So we're just going to call it hockey. Our- Hockey. Our fields are covered in ice. That's the problem exactly. for half the year. <laughs> exactly. Uh, long-term listeners of The Brink would know we have a big hockey connection anyway, of course, with our commentary of the Van Diemen's League and other things that we've done over the years. But Colin being Canadian, NHL is like religion, and we're at that point of the season where the playoffs are happening. It's exciting. Colin, you are Canadian and a hockey fan. Is this like the greatest time of the year for you right now, particularly when your own team is on the cusp of making the playoffs? Yeah, well, especially compared to last year. I mean, last year was a very depressing time to be a Canadian because it was the first year in who knows how long where not a single Canadian team was making the playoffs. (laughs) And now we're looking at probably every single Canadian team except for two making the playoff. And as you said, my team, which is not the Winnipeg Jets, which people in this city hate me for. You sound so uh, negative with that. Not the Winnipeg Jets. (laughs) (laughs) I have a love-hate relationship with the Jets. And I love the Jets, but I hate the Jets fans. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I'm not... I, I usually get taunted because of the Leafs. That's the weird thing is that, you know, people in Winnipeg almost think you have to cheer for only Winnipeg. And if you're not cheering for them, then you're not supporting them. Like, there's no more Canadian players on the Leafs than there are on the Jets. Like, which one are you really loyal to here? But, I mean, I, I cheer for the Leafs, and they're not only making the playoffs, they're in a good position, and they've been beating some good teams. And if this holds up, they're not even going to be, like, 
just making the playoffs, they're going to be in a decent spot. Well, I'm excited because, uh, I, I mean, I go for two teams. I cheat. But I guess my main team is the Calvary Flames. And at the time of recording this, within the last, like, 20 minutes, they're in the playoffs. They've just beaten the San Jose Sharks. Joel, I hope you're listening. Suck it. Um, but Calgary, we had a year away from the playoffs last year. That just happened to be the year that I got to see them play. Probably why. But uh, we're back. They've secured their spot. But um, the Ducks are also in. They're leading the Pacific, and they hopefully will win the Pacific Division. But the one thing that I get confused about, because they changed their whole structure the other year, did they not, the NHL? So they've, they've kind of got this weird thing where you've got divisions and wild cards mm. and then people the teams play each other that shouldn't be there like I'm looking at the playoff bracket right now and apparently my two teams the Ducks and the Flames are playing each other in the first round of the playoffs so I like how does it do you as a Canadian understand how the NHL playoff bracket works I mean I used to understand it more when first place played eight than yes, second played seven exactly now I mean, I, I understand what it takes to make it into the playoffs now. I still don't get who plays who. Mm. Um, that's completely over my head. But, I mean, it's basically, you know, you have all these different divisions. And if you're in the top three in your division, you're in the playoffs. And outside of those three, whichever the next two closest are in the conference will make the playoffs. And those are the wild card spots. So right. what's exciting for me is that the Leafs have basically been in a wild card spot for the last couple months. And now they're actually third in their division, which, again, will mean they're going to probably get a better opponent in the playoffs. I mean, do you actually see who they would be up against right now? I do. Right now, if it was right, this is the weird part of it. You would be up against Ottawa. You would be, it would be Ottawa, Uh, Toronto. You know, that's crazy. But you're second and third in the Atlantic. So how come second and third play each other in the, like, shouldn't you be playing? (laughs) This is what confuses me. Well, I mean, I think what ends up happening is that the first place teams will play the wild card one. Well, that's well, the Ducks are first, and then wild card one is Calgary. So that's where that's coming from. Yeah. And then the other side, it's so, the Blackhawks and can we the just Predators. edit this and go back? And when you ask me, do you understand who plays? I can say yes, I understand. This is the brink. The we don't know what editing was... means, Colin. Uh, <laughs> so, but it's. I mean, just going back to what you're saying about the Canadian teams, because yes, last year none. I mean. That was that was a, I couldn't imagine what that would have been like in Canada. You guys would have been like on the streets, like crying, and just what's going on because a Canadian team yeah. has not won the Stanley Cup since '93, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? '93. Yeah. yeah, the Canadians. Yeah, bastards they are. But like looking at it now, the time recording to date this, we are recording this on a Saturday afternoon. So this has probably changed by the time you hear this on a Monday. So the only Canadian teams right now that look like they're going to miss out in the playoffs, Vancouver, we don't care about them. Winnipeg, Colin's favourite team. They're not making the playoffs apparently at this point. Uh, And that, I think, is it. So everyone else is in. And looking at the current playoff bracket... So we've got, as I said, the Leafs would play the Senators. So we've got an all-Canadian round one lineup there. And all Ontario, 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 I can't say the word. You're, that province uh, <laughs> lineup. And then Montreal, who are the leading team, play the Rangers. So very realistic that you would have uh, well, at least one Canadian team in the second round. Montreal, possibly. So then you've got to have guaranteed one in the finals. Then if we go to the other side of things, so it looks like the Flames would play the Ducks, the Oilers would play the Sharks... Um, so it's, they're all in their same little areas, but you know, we, we need one of these teams to at least make it all the way to, to win this Stanley Cup back for Canada. It's, it's so disappointing because again, as a kid, it was always the Canadian teams. I mean, it was the Oilers like 
four times and it was the flames uh and then it was the canadians and then after that it was just nobody <laughs> i mean vancouver you know got to the stanley cup finals Choked. uh they missed out and then th- there were years where no canadian teams were even making the stanley cup finals mm-hmm. uh and i remember i think it was calgary did it first which year did calgary make it 2004 fuck you tampa bay yeah yeah because that was the <laughs> that was the biggest deal and again I kind of look at teams differently, whereas I think a lot of people are just like, this team's from Canada, so I'm going to root for them. I mean, at the time, I was, you know, I would have loved to have seen Calgary win. You know, I loved Jerome Ginla, oh, But the, the the fact is, Tampa Bay had, like, almost an entirely Canadian lineup. So I think that Canadians were okay with Calgary losing to Tampa Bay just because of how many Canadians Tampa Bay had. I wasn't. But the next... Well, you're not Canadian, so we're more mature than Tasmanians. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, I mean, we, we go from that to the Oilers the next season, and the Oilers get even closer to winning, and, uh, I, again, it just completely fell apart. The Oilers are the big one because the last time they even made the Stanley Cup playoffs was the year that they made the Stanley Cup finals, and that was... 12 11 12 years ago now i'm looking at here yeah so they they haven't been in the, even the playoffs for 11 years so i think edmonton's a team to get really excited about is this a, i mean this is a i guess you kind of touched on that but i i find myself that like if my teams are in the playoffs and say they generally lose because generally they lose i don't have a very good tracker i mean <laughs> the ducks won in 2007 but um you know the ducks have just promised the the world and delivered an atlas the last like five seasons in a row but, I mean, I then generally find myself rooting for Canadian teams uh, after my teams are eliminated. So is that a thing that Canadians do? Like, oh, I love my beloved Leafs. They're so good. Oh, they've been eliminated again, so I'm going to go for whatever Canadian teams are left. Or are there teams that you could never support? Because you ha- like, Do you hate the Senators because they're, like, your big rivals? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I kind of change year from year. And I think most Canadians are weird in that they will, like, let's say Winnipegers, they will root for the Jets. And all other Canadian teams they seem to hate. Like, I can't tell you how many people say they hate Toronto here. And I'm like, they're still Canadian. Like, you like the American teams better than the Canadian ones. But if your team is out of the playoffs, you suddenly will root for the Canadian teams. Uh, For me, I am kind of the opposite from you in that whoever knocks out my team, I get behind. And I think it was last year when, uh, who did, who was it that was Washington? It was either the Islanders or Tampa Bay, because those are my other two teams. And Washington knocked one of them out. And I wasn't really that into Washington before that, but suddenly I'm like, I think I'm going to go out and buy a Washington t-shirt. And the next day I bought a Capitals t-shirt. So you actually buy merchandise? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I will buy shirts for whatever team. My, my wife told me last year because... I think it was last year um, I got whatever it was, an Islanders or uh, Lightning shirt. And then when Washington knocked them out, I got a Capitals shirt. And then when the Capitals wow. got knocked out, she's like, you're not buying another shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Every time my team loses, I'm like, I'll root. Because I'm like, if they beat my team, I'm getting behind them now. That is crazy. Because, like, I, I, I am the opposite. I mean, I, I go to these cities in America and, like, I was in – you know, when I obviously met in Minneapolis, but before um, – my friend I was saying with, he says to me like, oh, you've got to buy a, you know, a Minnesota Twins or a Timberwolves t-shirt. And I'm like, I, I can't wear somebody else's team that I don't go for. I'll buy a pen. Um, but like, I can't, I mean, I'm, I'm literally sitting here right now holding a Nashville Predators pen that I bought at a Nashville Predators game, but I could never wear. So if you show up, 
if you show up to to watch another Predators game, everybody else is in their t-shirts. You're gonna be waving your pen around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I mean, I just couldn't do that. That's strange. Like, wow. But that's um, that's you know, I'll be with Jamie. You're not buying another t-shirt. <laughs> So we have to draw the line. So how somewhere. many teams clothes do you own? Like if you <laughs> Do you just have every um, like thirty teams in your closet? Oh well the, the Panthers are playing today. Better wear my Panthers hoodie. <laughs> no, I think it's basically I have I have the Jets, I have the Leafs, I have the Islanders, I have the Lightning, I have the Capitals because of last year. Um and I think that's it for like T shirts and stuff. I mean I've have on my fridge I have magnets of <laughs> like the Canucks, St. Louis Blues. I mean if I find hockey merchandise and it's cheap i'll just buy it um we have an edmonton oilers gym bag and uh i don't even know what we're using that for now and i don't even remember where i got it (laughs) you're not even using it for the gym i don't even it's probably like storing some of my baby's clothes or something like that now but yeah any anything hockey related actually um my uh wife's parents you know just came over about a week ago and they had you know a bunch of presents for our son casper which they usually their grandparents they have that and they pull out this uh blackhawks jersey uh which is the team that most winnipeggers will root for because jonathan taves from the blackhawks uh is from winnipeg and actually my wife's dad used to coach him wow uh when he was a kid so he has a blackhawks jersey now and then they pull out a jets t-shirt and then they pull out a Leafs t-shirt after that. <laughs> of course, the whole night, I'm like, they're like, hey, put him in some of his hockey clothes. I'm like, yeah, put the Leafs on first. So, <laughs> but so Canadian. You're so nice. You just can't like even be like, this is Australia. You come to Australia. Your brother's a big fan of Australian football. You come here. Yeah. There is no way in hell. Like, I go for Carlton. Our biggest rivals are Collingwood. If somebody like came over and was like, oh, look, you know, Ben, your new kid. Um, oh, Collingwood jersey was cheap. Like, we would yell at them. Like, get that out of our house. <laughs> Like, what are you doing with that? I went to a game a week ago when I was in Melbourne. I went to a game. Uh, I watched Carlton play, but then two nights later, I went and saw Essendon and Hawthorne. They are the teams that I absolutely hate the most in the entire competition. I hate them more than I hate Collingwood. And I'm at this ground, you know, 70,000 people, half Hawthorne, half Essendon, and I'm literally going, I don't want to go for either of these teams. I hate them both. But I found myself cheering for Essendon because I had Hawthorne more. So when they kicked a goal, I felt so dirty. I'm like, oh, I'm cheering for Essendon. Oh, this is gross. You know, it's, I mean, the perception is the Canadians are very polite and nice. It's not that. It's just the rest of the world is so full of hate, like Tasmania. <laughs> that's, wow, that's a good You just call. hate everybody. <laughs> uh, one thing I will say. I, I, you go. I, I was just going to say, I, with, uh, you know, with I, I can't think of a single team that I legitimately do hate. Oh, there I are do. teams that I, I, Pittsburgh is a team mostly because Sidney Crosby's weird and that, you know, he gets so much attention that I think it rubs some people the wrong way. And I've always been bothered by how much attention Sidney Crosby got for the gold medal winning goal in the, uh, the Olympics when it was literally the only thing he did the entire Olympics. <laughs> and there were guys out there with multiple goals, multiple assists who got no credit. So for that, I always kind of have a chip on my shoulder with Sidney Crosby, but the penguins are one that I always had a tough time rooting for, but then they got Phil Kessel who, you know, was my favorite player on the Maple Leafs, and I still have a Kessel jersey with him on the back. And because Kessel's on the Penguins now, I get excited to watch the Penguins. So it just takes one player to get behind them. It's interesting with Crosby. I just assumed he was, you know, 
the the next Gretzky. Everybody loved him, but clearly not. Um, not as much. It's, well, the, I, I hate the Red Wings. I've I've always hated the Red Wings, oh, yeah. just with a passion. And I'm so happy that they've missed the playoffs. Apparently, it's like the first time in 25 seasons that they have not made the playoffs. That is amazing. Um, yeah. So just can we call that out for them? Um, but yeah, I'm, maybe I will say that's the closest to a team that I dislike, just because. Growing up, I was always into the Leafs. My brother loved the Red Wings, and it was probably just a sibling rivalry where now he's like, oh, the Leafs, and I'm like, oh, the Red Wings. Well, as I mentioned, I also don't like the Lightning because, fuck you, that was a goal in Game 6 in 2004, and Calgary should have won, but no, they beat us in Game 7. I I didn't have a very good run there. 2003, the Ducks lost the Stanley Cup and then in Game 7, and then the Flames did it in 2004. But uh, just quickly, look, we could be here for hours talking about all this. I'm just looking at the playoff plug. Again, this is what it is as of this Saturday afternoon. This probably has changed by Monday. Uh, So I want to go quickly through these ones with you for the first round, and you tell me who you think will win or I guess you you want to win. So if we start off with the Blackhawks versus the Predators. This is first versus wildcard two. Again, I kind of get this reputation around people I know for disliking the Blackhawks, even though they were one of my favorite teams when I was a kid. I just don't find them as exciting as everybody else is. So, I mean, I I, I kind of like the idea that the Predators, <laughs> you know, could beat this unbeatable team. So I'll probably be rooting for the Predators, and uh, I, I don't think it'll happen. I think the Blackhawks will win, but I'll probably be rooting for the Predators. Similar situation last year. They were also the wildcard team that knocked out the Ducks, who were first too. So, um, like, who knows? I Look, I generally have a soft spot for Chicago sporting teams. I don't mind. I love Chicago, and I like the teams, and I've always kind of like, yeah, the Blackhawks are okay. But I'm also on the page where when a team wins a lot, and they're not my team, I kind of want somebody new to win. Yeah, so exactly. So I would be going for the Predators there. Uh, then we've also got in that same bracket, uh, the Minnesota Wild against the St. Louis Blues. Um, now, I, I, this is, I, like, I don't mind either team, so I'd be happy with either of them winning. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't mind St. Louis. There are several players on St. Louis that I really like, but uh, Minnesota's so close to Winnipeg, and I think after we lost the Jets, when Minnesota got their team back, it kind of it, it gave us hope. There was, <laughs> there was a sparkle in the eye of every Winnipeg where like we could get our team back, and it was close by. So I think most people in Winnipeg always kind of have a soft spot for the Wild, so I'd go for the Wild. So in the same uh, side of that, so then, as I said, the Ducks and the Flames. Two years ago, I remember that uh, when the Flames knocked out the Canucks, we played in the second round. So again, it was win-win. I was going to have a team in the conference finals no matter what. Obviously, the Ducks ultimately would go on to be that team, but Ducks, Flames in round one. I would secretly root for the Flames just a little bit more, but of course I would still be incredibly happy. I'm, again, I'm in an either-win situation there because they're both my teams, so whoever wins, I'm happy. I've got a team in the second round, but hey, I've got to just slightly put the Flames ahead of the Ducks just because they're Canadian. You're a better Canadian than I am. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you want the Ducks to win. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I would love to see Calgary win, but uh, again, I... I I'm just waiting for the Ducks to really be able to pull off some promise in the that playoffs they've had. With the, yeah, because it's it's one of those situations when it's it's the same thing with Montreal. I I want to be proven right. When I go into the playoffs, I look at teams like Washington, Montreal, and Anaheim, and I'm like, well, look at how they did in the season. You know, they're definitely going to win the Stanley Cup, and I'm always wrong. So <laughs> I see, I'll kind of I probably really am rooting for Calgary more, but I would. 
I wouldn't mind if Anaheim won. I mean, I feel like I'm finally vindicated. Yeah. Well, the thing also, because Edmonton plays San Jose in that other bit. So, I mean, it'd be great if we got Calgary-Edmonton, Battle of Alberta in the playoffs. That would be going crazy, I imagine, there. Yeah. So yeah, it would, They'd probably be trying to kill each yeah. other, too. I mean, <laughs> there's, it's funny, for a country that you know are labeled as being very polite, I mean, there are a ton of riots that happen here <laughs> yes. when teams win games. <laughs> We have won games. When Montreal won the Stanley Cup, they rioted. Oh, so, I remember the other year when I, Vancouver lost, there was all those riots too, wasn't yeah. there? <laughs> yeah. So win or lose, we're rioting. <laughs> the so only time Canadian riot is due to hockey. It's crazy. Yeah, um, exactly. So Edmonton, San Jose, who's your tip there? Uh, well, I I think it has to be Edmonton. San Jose went way farther than anybody thought they would last year. And I kind of got behind them as an underdog team last year. But I mean, just the fact that Edmonton has like Connor McDavid, who's who really is, I think, probably the next Gretzky more than Crosby was. Uh, and the fact that this is the first time in 11 years they've even made the playoffs. It's it's kind of like the official Canadian team <laughs> of my generation because of Gretzky. So everybody wants them to win. All right. Then we've got uh, the other side. So Montreal, New York. Uh, look, my dad's a big Rangers fan. I don't, I, again, I kind of have a bit of a soft spot for the New York teams because I like New York. And Montreal, I, I lucky enough to see a Canadians game when I was in Montreal. They played your team, the Leafs. Uh, great atmosphere. But again, as you were saying... I watched you on that. I didn't see you on the screen, but I was watching the same game. You're watching night. the same game. But, I mean, again, similar... I mean, Rangers seem to also be in that bracket of they, they seem to do all right and have a lot of promise, yeah. but they don't really deliver it. So, I mean, this one's an interesting little roundup. This is Montreal's year, and I've said that <laughs> the last couple of years, but this time it's going to happen. <laughs> okay, all right. And you want Montreal to win, because if it's Ottawa-Toronto, Tor- then you're guaranteed to have a team in the uh, the, the conference finals. So uh, Exactly. So Ottawa-Toronto, I mean, we know who you're going Toronto. for. <laughs> Toronto. 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 <laughs> <laughs> when was, okay, let's, let's just back this up just really quickly. Obviously, Toronto, I think they've got the longest streak between Stanley Cups. It's like the 60s or something, isn't it? But, like, when was the last time they won a series in the playoffs? Well, let me see. Um, I mean, they made the conference finals, I think it was 2003 or something like that. I might have to. Conference finals. They lost 2001, 2002, I'm seeing here. They lost the conference finals. Um, So, I don't know. You you have research at your fingertips you tell me what was awesome <laughs> well uh, in terms of yeah i should have really scrolled through this uh they are oh, the last postseason win 2003-2004 and they've only made the playoffs once since which was 2012-2013 so yeah. uh you haven't won but a playoff series since 2003-2004 i'm just gonna say this people take so many shots at toronto saying you know they've gone 49 years now without a stanley cup and everybody ignores the fact that New York went like 54 years without a Stanley Cup and Chicago went like 53 years without a Stanley Cup. I mean, there are teams that have gone longer. And if you think about it, New York went 20 of those years when there were only six teams in the NHL. And if you can't win for 20 years with six teams, why is Toronto so bad? And you also have teams like St. Louis that debuted the year after the Leafs won their last Stanley Cup, and they've never won. So stop picking on Toronto. (laughs) Interesting stat here for you, though, Colin. Your last post-series win back in 2004, you actually knocked out Ottawa. So (laughs) there's some hope. So there you go. There you go. Uh, And the other one's quickly Washington, Boston. Boston's kind of a team which I'm just kind of like, meh. I'm like that with Pittsburgh. Like Boston and Pittsburgh, meh. So I'd go for Washington here. Yeah, I got behind Boston the year that they won, but that was also following like the Boston Marathon bombing, and I think <laughs> nobody really wanted to root against them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I really did get behind Washington, and Ovechkin has a lot to do that because I think Ovechkin is probably like the greatest player of the last ten years, and he's Russian, and I have some Russian background, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going for Washington. Plus, I have a T-shirt for that game already, and, and and plus Boston. Let's be honest, stop winning championships, all right? We get it. You're good <laughs> at sport, all right? The Celtics, the Red Sox, the fucking Patriots, just stop winning. Um, and finally. Uh, Pittsburgh up against a team that I always forget is a team, the Columbus Blue Jackets. <laughs> uh, here again is where I'm torn because I did finally get behind Pittsburgh last year, mostly because of Phil Kessel, who, by the way, got snubbed. They give the Consmith Trophy to Sidney Crosby. <laughs> and seconds after it happened, the crowd's booing. And seconds after it happened, they interview Mario Lemieux, the most famous Pittsburgh Penguin of all time. And he says, yeah, I thought the team did really good, especially Phil Kessel. Like, then give him the Consmith. <laughs> oh, I get really worked up about this. But I'll still be rooting for him because I love Phil Kessel. But I also, I love that Columbus of all teams is dominant this year Mm. they're probably going to fall in the first round you know like happens to anaheim or (laughs) ottawa or washington or montreal or all the other teams that go in so dominant but i'll be rooting for pittsburgh because of castle do do people realize that columbus is a team is it just me or (laughs) no everybody else forgets somebody else said it to me earlier this week too it's like yeah yeah the leafs beat columbus those guys are on a roll columbus that's good they beat them but you know what i always forget that columbus is a team (laughs) you're not even the first person this week to say that i saw when canadians follow this when I went to Denver, I saw the uh, the Avalanche play the Blue Jackets, and I, mean, I, I reckon I could probably say I would have maybe met, and this is coming from an Australian, I've met pretty much a fan from every team, at least had some interaction with somebody. I have never met a Columbus Blue Jackets fan. When I was at this game and I saw people wearing Columbus Blue Jackets clothes, I'm like, oh, they do have fans. Um, so <laughs> Columbus, hang on, that's, is that in North Carolina? Where That's in Ohio, isn't it? There we go. Ohio, so yeah. Ohio does have a hockey yeah. team. All right, there we go. Yeah. Oklahoma they... doesn't. Kansas doesn't. Ohio does. That's <laughs> yes. why I keep thinking North Carolina. That's Carolina. The Hurricanes, of course they are. Uh, Colin, we've, yeah. we've <laughs> talked a lot. We can talk about this all day. Um, perhaps we'll get you on next week to talk more about how it's all looking. But thank you and uh, go Flames Ducks. Leafs. Time for the favouritest part of every single episode. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics! Here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Forgetting the Lyrics. Classic Forget the Lyrics. We're going back to 2013 right now. And you would have heard over the last few weeks when we've been playing this segment, myself, Sam... Josh, Tarly, so many people, Dakota, of course, singing in this segment. But we often would sometimes get guest appearances by people, including politicians. Scott Bacon, of course, member for Denison in Tasmanian Parliament. He joined Josh and myself one time to sing. And what better song for him to sing to than a Madonna song, Like a Virgin. And I believe this was about cost of living pressures and cheese. I think you generally get the gist of that when you'll hear that. So let's go back to 2013. Classic Forget the Lyrics featuring myself, Josh, and the one and only Scott Bacon. In the style of Madonna, right? Yeah. Nice, isn't it? Where's your witch's hat? Cost of living pressures. The cheese. <laughs> Price of cheese in New South Wales. Cheese slices are my favourite. But they're casting way too much Bigger We need more cheese Want more cheese with Scott 
It's got once more cheese. Much more cheese. Cheese, cheese, cheese. Melted on my toast. Ooh. With Vegemite on it. Vegemite, yeah. Melted cheese on toast. With Vegemite on it. Mm-mm. <laughs> Take it time, Scott. Come on. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is winning Scott votes right now. Vote one, Scott Bacon. <laughs> you lover of New South Wales bigger cheese. It's oh. too expensive, we can all agree. <laughs> I think Scott got a bit of stage fright towards the end there. But uh, look, we're, we're really looking at bringing back, we keep saying that, potentially bringing it back on high noon, and we can sort of incorporate that here on the brink. So watch this space because we want fresh. Forget the lyrics. That's time for us to head out the door and uh, clap up a clap up a wrap up. I don't know what clap up is. Wrap up another episode of your favourite podcast. Well, it was until I said clap up. First show for April. Pretty exciting. If you don't mind, I don't know why it's exciting. But anyway, uh, Brink Unleashed 6.5. That's another film that we filmed whilst we were away. You would have heard us speaking about it briefly, of course, on last week's episode. And if you've been following our Facebook page, you would have seen that as well. We released a trailer for it during the week. If you didn't catch the trailer, we're going to play the audio for it right now. Don't know why, but hey, this is what the audio of the trailer. It's a short one. Uh, enjoy this. There's been someone released. Have you sensed it? kind of experience it uh, but the Brink Unleashed 6.5 does come out this Friday it's only a short one it's only about 50 minutes long as opposed to our three hour effort uh, for Brink Unleashed 6 uh, just last year so enjoy that and of course we'll probably tease that a little bit more on next week's episode if you want to stay up to date with everything to do with the Brink follow us on Twitter like us on Facebook Brink Radio Show on both of those subscribe to us on iTunes easiest way to get these episodes direct to your devices and of course we're also on Stitcher now so make sure you go to Stitcher leave us some feedback rate us we always like to hear your comments and of course again if you're a mountain view please send us a message we really want to hear from you thank you for your company here on the brink until next week hobart please do keep sucking those oranges and good night <laughs> <laughs>